welcome to Music Fishbowl. Hello everyone, um, welcome to episode 17 of Music Fishbowl. So yeah, no, this is running so well at the moment. I'm really enjoying the engagement you guys have given me. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, George was so thankful for the last episode. This episode, proper special, right? I've got a guest from Instagram on. You might know him as at Ghost Final CD Collector. He's just reached 1,000 followers and is celebrating. His name's Phil. He's from Berlin. And uh, I've got him on to talk about all sorts. We talk about ghosts as a band because we love them. Uh, but also we talk about other things like collecting, downfalls of collecting, you know, why we collect, etc. So, yeah, no, really excited for that. Um, but before, though, I wanted to mention something that happened to me this week. I actually walked past someone and didn't realise, well, yeah, someone kind of musical. I didn't realise I even walked past them. I actually walked past um, walked past a brother of two musicians that I absolutely adore, that being Liam and Noel Gallagher. I'm a huge Oasis fan, and they got a brother called Paul. And I actually walked past Paul, but didn't realise. I was then told an hour later that I walked past Paul. And I thought I could have shaken his hand. It was there for uh, it was it, it was it wasn't just walking. He was actually there in an official capacity. So I could have just shook his hand and said hi and had a photo, and he would have been totally fine with it. I genuinely missed it. I can't believe it. I'm genuinely kind of gutted with myself a bit. But you know, other than that, as a musical week, it's been quite good. <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of synth wave lately, um, especially since the podcast of Rishi, but really upping it right now. I found some really cool people, uh, some really cool artists, really getting into Carpenter Brute right now. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, you know, I, I'm really falling in love with Kavinsky and especially his album Outrun. The second track on that album, I think it's the second track. Um, it, but anyway, it's an amazing track. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm really just excited at the moment, uh, musically, for Synthwave. Anyway, we're going to get into some music news and then we'll get into the chat with Phil. Music news. Music news. Music news. Okay, so music news this week. Um, we're starting off with Ozzy Osbourne. Obviously, he's not having the best time at the moment. Our thoughts go to him, and we really want him to, to be really healthy as soon as possible. Uh, but he shared his song, I Love You All, on social media before his neck and back surgery. Um, the song is the closing song on his 2010 album, Scream. He's obviously trying to say thank you to the fans, everyone who's supporting him, so... And we're supporting him here. Uh, Mel C and Mark Owen are due to play Radio 2's annual music festival uh, live in Leeds. Uh, they have been added to an already star-studded lineup. Usually the festival takes place in Hyde Park, but this year it is in Leeds uh, Temple Newsome Park. Uh, Simple Minds have released a new single called Vision, uh, uh, called Vision Thing, sorry, and announced that they will release their first album since 2018 called uh, Directions of the Heart, out October 21st. Um, allegations have again risen that Kiss may have been lip-syncing during their live performances. Quite frankly, that Kiss, they're incredible. They can do what they want. They're rock legends. Um, Lisa Marie Presley says that the new Elvis movie has done it right, which is great to hear that uh, someone so close to Elvis has uh, agreed that the film has done things right. At the moment, I'm seeing mixed reviews. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I'm hoping to see it soon later on this month. 
Um, John Pardy will release his next album, Mr. Saturday Night, on September 2nd. Really looking forward to this. Loved his last record so much. So really looking forward to seeing him again. He did a great interview with Grady Smith recently, which was brilliant. Um, Knives Out 2 will be named Glass Onion. And many are saying that this may be inspired by the Beatles song of the same name. It's John Lennon, right, I believe. Um, the Rolling Stones have cancelled their second tour date after Mick Jagger tested positive for COVID-19. Hopefully he'll recover really soon and be able to get back on the road as soon as possible. Sex Pistols, uh, a Sex Pistols test pressing singles in uh, John Peel's collection have sold for over £20,000. Um, the overall collection has actually sold for 465000 John Peel's one of those guys. He's got such specific stuff in that collection and, and really hard and rare stuff to get. So I bet it's amazing. Um, forgive me if I pronounce the name incorrectly. Riley Keough has let Austin Butler, the actor who played Elvis in, in, in the film, um, play her grandfather's guitar. So that's playing Elvis's guitar. He said it was special and overwhelming. Um, he was pictured playing it in the jungle room of Graceland. I've been to Graceland. One of my favourite rooms, the jungle room. I love the TV room as well. But also like seeing things like his squash courts and things like that were really cool. Um, it's a brilliant place to go. You really learn to appreciate the man and he stops being that tacky sort of rock and roll singer. Becomes a real person when you go there, which is really cool. Um, anyway, along with the new intimate George Michael documentary, the previously unreleased... Uh, sorry... Uh, there will be previously unreleased tracks uh, getting released, which is great. So looking forward to them. Um, other music news. We have Blondie will release their first unauthorized box set of archive recordings. It will have 124 tracks. 36 of these are unreleased. That's brilliant. Um, it will be called Blondie Against All Odds, 1974 to 1982. Um, Beatles autographs have sold for almost £8,000. They are uh, They are supposedly uh, smudged by John Lennon's greasy fingers after eating some fish and chips. Um, I mean, <laughs> you pay what you're willing. <laughs> um, a previously unreleased David Bowie recording has been released. Uh, the song is Starman, and it's uh, the 2022 mix of uh, his Top of the Pops version. So obviously we know the song, but they've released the recording of the Top of the Pops version, and it's a 2022 mix, which is great. So it's a brand new mix of it. And Beyonce has announced her seventh album, Renaissance, releasing on 29th of July. Kind of predicted this on the last podcast. Um, well, the, I, I reported that the fans had. And it looks like they're right. So, yeah, brilliant. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, I hope she does a visual album again because her last one was spectacular. Um, due to the cost of living crisis in the UK, many people have cancelled their music subscriptions. So 37% of unsubscribers... Um, have claimed that saving money was the reason compared to the 4% from last year. Um, this is an incredible rise, really high rise. Um, YouTube Music has launched a spring recap to try and compete compete with Spotify Wrapped. Don't think you'll ever beat it. You know, you can kind of remember what you listen to in a month. But over a whole year, it's nice to have a look over because you do forget things. Um, Paul McCartney has turned 80 years old and we'll be celebrating that on the next episode of the podcast. Do join it. Uh, do uh, tune in because it will be a McCartney special. Um Brian Wilson also turned 80. So congratulations to both of them. Looking forward to seeing what else is to come in their lives. So that'd be interesting, as always. Um, Robbie Williams fans have expressed anger at tickets for his new concert tour uh, being sold at £300. It's quite a high price, that. Um, Roger Daltrey has apparently penned a script for Keith for a Keith Moon music movie himself. Like, I don't know how good a screenplay by Roger Daltrey will be, but it's nice to know that someone who knows him really well is doing the screenplay and someone who is genuinely there. I'm hoping that, obviously, he does let things just happen as they were, doesn't glorify things, doesn't also hide things. 
uh, as artists often do. It would be really nice just to see see the real Keith Moon. Um, Ex-England footballer Peter Crouch joined Kasabian on stage at the Isle of Wight Festival uh, to dance during the song Fire. Uh, Fire is one of those famous uh, FIFA songs, isn't it? So uh, kind of nicely fitting there. Um, Kate Bush is running up that hill. Reached number one in the UK singles charts. So it's finally got there. Um, sales for the, al- the album, right? The price of the album has gone up majorly. I've seen it going for £50 now on Discogs. It's like, that's an under £10 album. I bought mine for a pound. Pounds of love. So, come on. Um, hopefully it'll die down soon uh, for people to want to buy it. Um, CZ Top have said that they will make new music with Dusty Hill's replacement. Uh, long-time guitar technician Elwood Francis. So the guitar te- technician took over from Dusty, who tragically passed away very soon, uh, very recently, sorry. And um, yeah, no, um, Elwood's taken over. Apparently he's done a really good job, so I'm, I'm quite happy for him. Um, Liam Gallagher has teased a at a super group involving himself and the Stone Roses' John Squire. Uh, oh, no, that'd be a cool idea. I don't ever think it's going to happen, but it'd be a cool idea, you know? I think he's saying it as a joke. Um, Mariah Carey has been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, along with Annie Lennox, Dave Stewart, uh, the Isley Brothers, uh, Steve Miller, and Pharrell Williams, and more. Um, I'm, You know what? I'm quite surprised Annie Lennox wasn't already there. Mariah Carey, though, is one of those artists that people don't realise how good a writer they are. They, they She writes. People don't realise that. And she's a really good one. So, yeah, I mean, totally deserves. And, and you know what? The fact the Songwriters Hall of Fame are putting in people that people don't realise are writers really highlights, like, a sort of like a, almost like a prejudice in music for a certain type of artist, like assuming they won't write, but also, like, highlights the fact that they are incredible writers for us to listen to. And it makes people more interested in them. Um, a sculpture of Lemmy has been uh, has ha- has been unveiled. It's by artist Caroline Brissett. Um, at Fra- it's at France's Metal Festival uh, Hellfest. It's replacing an old Lemmy statue that was already there. Um, so Neil Diamond has made a rare post Parkinson's diagnosis appearance um, to sing "Sweet Caroline" at a Boston Red Sox game. Um, it's brilliant. You know, I love Neil Diamond. I'm so glad that he's still going out there and doing things. Um, Ghost relevant for this episode, um, cut that set short at Sir Francis Hellfest Festival uh, as frontman Tobias Ford lost his voice after singing the song Square Hammer. Now, that performance, though, even though it's cut short, people have like been saying it's incredible. Uh, critics are raving about it, and as always with Ghost. Um, Jack White has revealed his new fretless custom bass. It's made by a Fender Custom Shop. It looks gorgeous. Uh, and it's blue to fit its aesthetic as well. Music news legend alert. Rod Stewart has received complaints on his social... Uh, sorry, has received compliments, not complaints, compliments on his social media vid- uh, video of him singing Ooh La La, the Faces song. Famously, Ronnie Wood sang lead vocal, but, you know, Rod Stewart sung it live for years. Um, and he's singing it with his daughter, Ruby Stewart, on Father's Day. It was a really nice, sweet video. Uh, really enjoyed seeing it. And um, Baz Luhrmann um, has secret plans to do a... David Bowie project after directing Elvis. Now, obviously, we had that sort of Starman film or something, I think it was called, that came out, that didn't license any of the Bowie music. So there's a big issue there. It reviewed poorly. People were expecting a good Bowie film. So I think it's right to give it a second go and to get a big budget behind it and actually license the songs. Um, Last piece of news this week, the Chicks ended the show mid-concert in Indianapolis. They apologised to the fans and said they would be back. I don't know why they did. I couldn't find why. Um, I'm hoping it will come out soon at some point. We'll actually get a good reason. I hope, and I hope, I'm not saying I want a good reason because I assume they did it for bad reasons that they shouldn't have done it, blah, blah, blah. I hope, what I mean is I hope that, you know, it's a good thing and 
I had, I hope it's not bad. Like no one was hurt, no one was ill or anything. I, I wish the best on them, basically. Um, in terms of my listens this week, I've actually got one more album I do want to listen to this week, but I haven't got around to it, so I do apologise. But it's a synth wave album, so you can probably imagine I'll probably enjoy it. And it, and I, it does sound like one that's got a really good vibe for me, so that's great. I'm going to kick off with an album I wasn't impressed with. Um, Alanis Morissette's new album, The Storm Before the Calm. It's ambient music. I like ambient, but. This is subpar ambient to me. She's not an ambient artist, so, you know, it's to be expected. It's nice to see her experiment, but it's kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> I can find better than that for me. So I'm sorry. It's just, just not my thing today. Um, Railroad Earth, uh, they released all for the song. It's a cool and fun bluegrass release uh, with lots of brass, which is really cool, actually. Could easily fit into the soul and Americana genre as well. Um Fantastic Negrito. I know people are waiting for me to review this. White Jesus, Black Problems. Now, it's a good album. Uh, less bluesy and more funk and soul than before. I love some of the electronic elements on it. I thought they were so cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, Blackberry Smoke released the album Stoned. It's a great covers album. Brilliant track listing of Stone songs. You know, not only hits... They were all very well executed, so happy with that. Josh Daly, or Daly, hopefully I pronounced that right. Speak Your Mind. Cool and fun synthwave album inspired by mainstream, mainstream pop. I loved all the ballads on the record. I thought every single one was spot on. Um, this album interested me. Didn't even know it was coming out, but I found it. Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler released an album called For All, uh, all Our Days That Tear The Heart. Now... Jessie Buckley, known as an actress, I think she's an incredible actress. She was in a film, Wild Heart. Not an incredible film. She was in, um, oh, it's a Netflix original. I can't remember the name of it now. It was my film of the year in 2020. It was brilliant. I just can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's, 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 it's a, um, but the same guy who produced, I believe, um, being uh, John Malkovich. Uh, I can't remember his name now. But, you yeah, know, it's a, it's a great film. I just can't think of it. Um, think of the name. But anyway, she was in Wild Rose, which is a film about a British country singer. It's kind of like a film that's basically made to promote the British country scene. Brilliant, but it didn't really fully do it for me as a film. But the music was fantastic. And I bought the album on vinyl for about eight quid and HMV in the sale. And it's brilliant. She's incredible on it as well. You would pass her off as being an actual country singer. She's brilliant. And she's done this album with Bernard Butler from Suede. Like, oh my God. Like... Is a very English folk album, and Jessie's voice is spectacular. Like, I didn't know she could sing like that, and she's already good on the Wild Rose soundtrack. Wild Rose soundtrack, I will say, notable for its cover of, um, of, um, is it Country Girl or Country Boy? I can't remember, but it's by Primal Scream, and she is, her vocals, wow, on that. But this record, next level for her brilliant and it's where she should stay that genre works it's brilliant i want more of it um an artist i really love and i got to see her last year live uh in october time at the lafayette in london um narina palo she obviously had a top five a top five hit in the uk back in 2005 i believe uh but she's still going and still making it i think she's making the best music of her career now um the album's called i don't know what i'm doing uh it's five years since her last album and it was worth the wait. Like, okay, I think I prefer the sound of her last album so much. But when it comes to actually being like, see, this album's a bit different because it's more symphonic and the writing is really perfect and it's spot on. It always is with her and she's really introspective. But I found this was even, I, I found that in this album that was emphasized more. This feels more like 
The last album is very much a, a singer-songwriter, Fleetwood Mac-inspired, Laurel Canyon-inspired singer-songwriter album. It's very upbeat and bubbly with some slower moments. This one's a bit slower, a bit more tender, and a bit more... Um, I feel like I'm seeing more into her, which I like. I think I prefer the other one for the groove, this one for the for the writer and for the artist. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts, which I'm probably going to prefer. But yeah, no, it's 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 brilliant, and I recommend that to anyone. But definitely, I, th I think my my release of the week this week, if I'm going to say, would be the Jesse Buckley and uh, Bernard Butler. That's the release of the week that everyone should really listen to. Then Narina Palo. Um, I was actually listening to Narina Palo in the car with someone who'd never heard of her before, and he was like transfixed by it. He loved it as well. Um, someone who listens to the podcast actually they haven't listened before. So, um, but yeah, no, that's your music news, guys, and my releases. Um, enjoy the next hour like it was such a good interview what well, conversation but i'd ask quite a few questions you know phil is amazing in this in, in this episode and i'm really looking forward to you guys hearing it and i think a lot of you guys come from my instagram and you will uh you will identify a lot with the things that me and phil talk about when it comes to collecting um but yeah no enjoy i'll i'll, I'll let me and phil speak now Okay, uh, welcome everyone to this section of the podcast now. I've, I've got my guest on with me right now. Um, he's making a big name for himself on Instagram in the vinyl record and CD collecting uh, scene or just the collecting scene in general. Um, I've wanted to have him on for a, a while. We've been talking for two weeks or so about doing this. Um, he's got a great account. Uh, recently reached a thousand followers so huge congratulations to him for that um his account is at ghost vinyl cd collector so that's at ghost vinyl cd collector if you want to go check him out and his name's phil hi phil hi dan thanks for having me on the show it's no problem at all as i say i really like what you're doing on your on your account at the moment um so uh, for anyone who hasn't checked out your account phil do you, do you want to let them know what you're doing because you kind of set yourself a challenge haven't you that's true. There, there is a challenge that I'm still working on. Um, just by, by the name that, that you mentioned, Dan, um, I am a ghost collector from, from the band Ghost that comes from Sweden. Mm. Um, and I started collecting CDs, vinyls for quite some time now. Um, and obviously I have other Instagram accounts uh, where I, I would post these vinyls and CD from, from time to time and no one would react to it. I mean, I wasn't posting them to get that reaction, but then I thought, there must be thousands of accounts that do something similar, even those who follow the same band. So I said, why not create an account, post part of my collection? But I set a challenge. Uh, how about I post one item during the year? So that's 365 items to show. Um, and the challenge, as I said at the beginning, is still ongoing because I still do not have 365 CDs or vinyls altogether from the band Ghosts. Mm. So I'm at 359 at the moment. Wow. So almost there. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost there. Um, for people who don't know, then, because <laughs> like I, I would, I would, ha I would quite confidently say that Ghosts are probably the the biggest, you know, contemporary metal band of the past ten years. Do you want to explain who Ghosts are and what they do? Okay, so Ghost is a is a band who started out officially. I mean, with their first record in 2010, um, they come from a city in Sweden called Lipshopping. Uh, it's spelled like Link Coping or something like that. 
Um, and what they did at the beginning was play again what bands, some bands did in the past, being anonymous. Um, no one knew who the band members were. Um, there was a central figure that was the lead singer who goes by the name Papa Emeritus. And mm. up until now, there's been four of them. Uh, and the musicians were quite also mysterious. And they go by the name of Nameless Ghouls. Um, and they had certain names, or we would say symbols, um, that associate them with air, fire, uh, water, etc. So I thought it was very interesting to see a band nowadays with so much social media going around, the exposure that there is, that these guys were able to keep certain history of their identities for quite some long time. Um, as you say, the word metal for the, the band Ghost is quite interesting. Um, I would say that their first album, Opus Eponymous, is a metal album. But there's mm. been an evolution in the band that some people call it a bit of about maybe a bit pop metal, um, which is what we've seen a bit in the last two albums, which doesn't disturb me whatsoever, because when one gets to know the history of the band, one knows that the, the main man behind the band, which is Tobias Forge, is a man who has a diverse selection of influences. And I think he's been able to put those influences in each of his albums. So it's no surprise that sometimes you hear heavy metal, you hear a bit of Brit pop, you hear a bit of uh, pop rock in, in the albums um, because he's pouring what made him love all the bands he loves into his albums. Yeah, I mean, I mean so, for me, uh, I would, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always find them, like, they feel like a classic band to me. Like, I don't... When I listen to them... It, they got that timeless quality straight away that bands like if you go back to like mm. deep purple and rainbow uh you know run jay's dio even like they have that classic timeless quality to them and they've already sort of got that um that's true and yeah it's right what you say is i listen through their their discography they, they they do change they do evolve um and i think a lot of people who aren't so well versed will just go well, because of the way they look, that they're, they're going to keep churning out the same stuff, and they really don't. They they do change, no. and that's so interesting for it. Um, so in terms of ghosts, right? Why why are they so great to collect? Because obviously, your collection is huge uh, compared to um, what most people even have as like, their own whole collection. So, like, why are they so good to collect? I mean, that's also a good point to to clarify. It's a band that only has five studio albums. And mm. I'm, I'm telling you that at the moment I have 359 m music items between CD and, and vinyl. Uh -huh. um, so one starts thinking, okay, how, you know? Um, and, and that has its origin as well on, on the mastermind behind Ghost, which is Tobias Forge, which I mentioned. He's a collector himself. Mm. Um, so I think he, he liked... And, and this is my interpretation. I, I don't read that many interviews about the band. I'm, I'm more about the music. Mm. Um, but I think he likes as well that his band also becomes a source for collection as well with different vinyl variants. Um, and, and that's only a part of the collection. I mean, there's, there's tons of merch uh, as well. Uh, people try to compare what Ghost offers in terms of merch and pressings, a bit mm. like Kiss used to do. Um, in that sense, I, I feel that there is so much because 
each variant is is so beautiful in, in, in the colors, especially in the vinyl. Mm -hmm. uh, and you say, okay, well, I'll start with one. And then you see there's another one. Okay, this one actually looks good as well. Um, and there's a big difference between collectors as well, because I would say that there's many who collect for the sake of collecting that. Mm -hmm. As you know, there's collectors that collect these seals, everything like that. Yeah. Um, I, for one, open every every item that I buy, and I spin <laughs> Man it on my own heart. On my record player. Um, I put it. I put the CD in, in the CD player. Um, as I say, mu music is is for listening. Vinyls are for spinning. Yeah. Um, and in that sense, I I can have a whole day with one of Ghost albums, just listen to it, and I don't get tired of it because. I dig the music as well, um, mm. and, and in that sense, I'm 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 amazed of of myself as well that I said I don't think I'm ever going to buy all the variants, and here I am with mostly all of them. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, as I say, that's a man of my own heart there because you know. I can't not open something when I collect yeah. it. Like every one of my records gets played. Uh, everyone, I haven't got too many CDs and I used to have more CDs, but um, I, I had to get rid of some for space reasons. But you know, the ones I still have, they get played. Every pop vinyl figure I own is out. As you've probably seen on my Instagram, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the Ghostbusters are there in front of the, of the record that open and they are collector's items. Those they are going for double the price that they went for initially. And I bought it for, you know, a quarter of the price that they went for initially. So like, you know, but that, that's what it's there for. You know, you got to enjoy it. Some, I don't understand how some people just enjoy just looking at something. <laughs> I, I mean, know? my philosophy is, is quite simple. It might be controversial, but if it's going to be there sealed, just leave it at the store. What, what difference is it? It's just in your home? Sealed? Yeah. Um, no, it, that, that thing was made to be heard. Um, yeah. Yeah, use it for the purpose it's for. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah i mean so in terms of your collection so obviously it is it is a huge collection and you know we don't have to talk just the music side of things as well we can talk anything here mm -hmm. um what's the rarest and what's the most valuable item in your collection they could be two different things obviously because of demand as well as you know rarity That's so a good question um so i mean one of the most sought after uh vinyls is a seven inch it was mm -hmm. uh, actually today is the 12th anniversary of this seven inch it's oh, wow. uh from from the song elizabeth um which is featured actually in the first album as well but the single came out before mm. um there's four different pressings of it um i only have one of them um and that one is quite pricey um mm. so that can go anywhere in between 300 to a thousand euros whoa that's uh, huge and that was that's a press of 100 uh, it's pressed mm. on a black seven inch vinyl and the other three there you have different variants so you've got them pressed in red clear red with black swirls um i believe that the clear one was was only pressed 50 times and that was given mm. to people close to the band so i've never seen one of those on discogs um i haven't seen it on ebay um but for the other ones, you're talking prices from 1,200, maybe all the way up to 5,000 euros uh, to get one of those. Um, so in, in terms of popularity, I would say one of those, like the Elizabeth that I have is, is sought after. Mm. But if we go to personal, I have a mispress of their 
one of their singles that they came out uh, that came out, which mm-hmm. is called um, "If You Have Ghosts," um, and that was mispressed uh, and put into the sleeve of their second album, "Infestus Human." Um, oh. And people say, "Okay, but you can grab people uh, and buy an extra sleeve." Well, the thing is that the single mm-hmm. was pressed on a red vinyl, um, and it only exists in this mispress and. Mm-hmm. Copies made of that is unknown, um, and I'm, I'm very open to say I, I paid around 580 for that. Uh, oh wow! That's the most I've paid for for a vinyl. Um, people say it's limited to 50 copies. Um, I don't know, but I, I was quite excited when when I got it. So I'd say those two. That that Miss Preston Elizabeth might be one of your treasures. One of my treasures. I can imagine. So. I mean, they, yeah, that's that's incredible. It's, it's incredible how much some of it goes for, really. I mean, obviously, like, you know, w- when I've thought about rare uh, records and stuff, you know, I often think of Queen's Live at Wembley, for example, in 86. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's not even going for 200, you know, sometimes. Like, so it's like, yeah, you're talking serious money there, man. That, that is incredible. Um, so you kind of alluded to this earlier. Do you collect non-music ghost items as well? No, I try not to. I think it's a dangerous. Um, it's quite dangerous to get into that as well. Mm. I mean, I love the ghost community because you'll find all types of collectors. You'll find people like like me who collect vinyl or CD. You see that Ghost puts out a humongous amount of of posters. They contact great artists mm. to do so. Um, there's thousands well maybe i'm exaggerating but hundreds of of t-shirts come out i, I don't know how many t-shirts come out in a year and i mm-hmm. i have fellow facebook friends in the ghost community that, that collect all these so i've reduced it to okay i'll buy a poster to the gig i go to i'll buy a t-shirt if i really like it or if it's one of the concerts i go to um i do like the the funko pops i'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go for those um i saw that uh, also super seven reaction figures I, I bought a couple as well um but that's about it um i do collect as well the um, the artwork that the main artist for ghost does he's been mm-hmm. uh, the artist for the last four albums um and inside uh, the booklets you find his his artwork for each song mm-hmm. and i always pick one song from from the album and i buy the artwork for that song so yeah yeah that's my limit then <laughs> yeah it's, it's interesting you said that because I, I didn't know that i didn't know the same artists did you know the past four albums and actually what i was looking at them and i thought when you look at the first um the first album then look at the last four there's definitely sort of a an artistic in terms of the visual art visual element there's mm. definitely a visual shift isn't there um in 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 the album covers and things like that definitely uh, i think that the first one is much more retro um mm. it's something that could, could have come out of like uh early yeah uh i don't even uh, 1920s 1930s or even 40s like this is mm. based on uh what's the movie salem's lot um, yeah um and then all, all, all the albums are based on something so the second one is based on uh amadeus uh the third one is on metropolis the fourth one, um, I think it has something to do with Sepultura. I might be wrong there. Um, the last one is something from Alistair uh, Crowley. 
Mm. Um, so there's always an inspiration in film, other artwork, uh, other bands that uh, Forge likes, and he probably gives the approval from artists that um, approach him as well. Um, it, it, there's loads of, of, of references to the past, whether it's art, music, uh, theater. So I think it's, it's, it's really cool that he loves these details. And it's something very interesting that you said at the beginning. People who try to get into ghosts, these covers that this is a satanic band, I've got an inverted cross or I've got um, mm. a diabolical pope. And then you hear a voice that is very soothing. Um, the music's quite melodic. Um, and you've got hooks and, and catchy choruses and something doesn't budge in your brain. You know, there, mm, there's yeah. a bit of a contradiction. And I think that's the magic of Ghost as well, because it tries to attract you with the cover and then it surprises you with the music and it leaves the fan confused. Okay, what do I have in front of me? Um, and that either invites you to learn more or listen more of the band or finally it says, you know what, it's not for me. I think Ghost is a, a love or hate band. There's no in between. Yeah, and I, I think I think and I think a lot of the hate comes from people who just don't understand as well. I think I think a lot of people will look at them and think, oh it's it's all image. It's, mm -hmm. you know, Kiss did that kind of thing. I, you hear a lot and it's a bit like, well, no, you're just not taking the time to listen. And then exactly. they go, like, some people just go like, they sound too much like an old band. And it's like, and what? You like yeah. those old bands. So why don't you listen to them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, people say that about the darkness as well. I don't know if you know who they are. True. Yeah, um, yeah. Like yeah. People say exactly the same. Oh, they sound like Queen. Well, A, I don't think they actually do sound that much like Queen. They just sound of that era in the 70s. But also it's like, and, and the aces, but also it's like, well, you like that music, so listen to it as well. Like they keep giving you more of it. <laughs> you know, there's not an infinite amount of music from the 70s and the 80s anymore. You know, and, let and, people still make it. And then that's a great example because in the end, I don't feel that I'm getting a recycled band. You know? No. I feel that I'm getting still something unique, but you can really feel and hear the influences as as you say of the bands I really love. Like the last album, Pera, it has many influences of bands that I love that I grew up with for example mm. there's stuff from ABBA there's stuff from Van Halen there's stuff from Alice mm. Cooper Def Leppard but it's not that I'm hearing their key tracks again I'm hearing elements that these bands use and they came out so well in a fresh new band new I'm saying but um, mm. I think that's the, the magic of appreciating ghosts is that you're able to identify those those influences but also to recognize the talent and the creativity that there's behind that to make it sound ghost yeah exactly like i mean i i listen i i the album i was telling you before before we did the podcast that um i've recently bought my first mm. ghost final because i've only ever really listened to them on spotify and, and online i think i had a couple of their albums on my itunes back in the day as well when that was a thing um yeah i had the first one for oh. sure um because like, my favorite album of ghosts has always been the debut and i don't know why but just something about that album's always stuck i think it's i got a soft spot for it now whilst like the other mm. albums i've always really enjoyed but they never got up to it but then i listened to um to, to uh, is, is it is it prequel or prequel i don't necessarily know how to pronounce prequel, it yeah yeah prequel yeah. yeah so i listened to that and and i noticed some just some incredible thing i mean there's was, there was a couple of not really nice ballads there but the, one what i noticed the most about it was um the saxophone the use of the saxophone in the band oh, um yeah. which when listening on spotify 
I hadn't truly got the impact of it until I put it on vinyl and I heard this saxophone. It was amazing. Like, and you just wouldn't expect it <laughs> as well. No. Like, I mean, why, why do you think it works so well when ghosts have a saxophone? Cause it, that's, um, that's, is, is that Tobias playing that? I think no, it is. I think that, oh, no. that, that's an, an, an extra musician. Um, oh, okay. I don't know the, the name exactly, but I had the same, a bit of surprise uh, factor. I, I was invited um, four years ago now to to a listening party of, of Prickwell uh, oh, wow. in Berlin, um, and nobody knew what to expect. I mean, we'd heard the single uh, "Rats," which I mm. loved instantly. There's a huge nod to I don't know from Ozzy Osbourne, um, mm. and then uh, "Faith" as well was out. And then we're listening to it part by part, and you get this instrumental track which has amazing drumming, amazing drummer. Um, and great guitar riffs in between. But then as you say, a huge saxophone solo rips through and I'm like, mm. it just feels perfect. I, I, I don't know if I would have changed it for an amazing melting guitar solo, uh, but I just felt as well that the sax fitted in perfectly. Why did he do it? Because he can, you know? Yeah. Um, and the result's excellent. And how he's projected that on stage when he gets Papa Zero or Papa Neil out there, uh, who's mm. this old geezer papa, um, leader of the clergy, playing that live. Uh, mm. Well, I think it's actually recorded live. Um, but it's still, it brings so much to the show where everyone goes crazy seeing this this old man uh, playing the saxophone. Um, it's it's a huge plus to, to the spectacle. Yeah, and like, I mean, see... What, um, what I love about Ghosts as well, part of the thing that I really like is that, like, they certainly, like, Tobias just isn't held back. Like, the record labels, anyone who's involved with him, don't say no. He's very much got people mm -hmm. around him. He, he's sort of built this world around him where people are only say, only going to say yes to him. It's almost like they trust him. Do you know what I mean? I think that they see how talented he is. Mm. Uh, and, and, and he knows... I mean, he, he's, he's, he's been able to find really good songwriters as well. Um, mm. and, and I think that's how he's been able to position himself as a very, very credible uh, composer uh, and not just musician. Um, and, and, and it goes with what you say that, okay, why? Let's not try this. Let's put a sax solo in there. Or, mm. uh, yeah, let's put more keyboard into this. Let's put an ABBA or a Bon Jovi sounding runaway keyboard yeah. in the new album. And and it fits in perfectly. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's such, they've got such a nice blend of sound. It's, it's, it's remarkable. It, it's actually remarkable that a band in the modern day can sound like so many different things at the same time, but also sound as, as if they're just one, you know, sure. that all these different things just are one together. And, and that's what I love because there's so many, like I listen to so many albums, obviously for this podcast, I, I, I do like mini reviews in my music news section, use it usually. Okay. So I listen to so many new albums and then so many times when I go, I listen to one and I go, that song doesn't fit. <laughs> You're trying something that you shouldn't have tried there. Like that doesn't work. And often it's like, it's a great song, but it's wrecked in the context context of the album because it just doesn't even, you know, there's always time in an album to do something completely different, but sometimes completely different fits. Sometimes it doesn't. And I just think ghosts get it right every time. Um, uh, like, yeah, go on. 
No, that's a really good point because in, in the last album, there's a song 20s. I don't know if you've heard it. Mm, I've listened um, to the album. I, I, I will have heard it. It's just whether I can remember individual songs half the time. <laughs> okay, it's it's completely different of what Ghost has done in their whole mm. career so far. Um, and, and I heard it and I'm like, okay, this is, this is frightening mm. because it had no melody. Um, it was almost... It sounds like I don't know if you know this uh, this this music style called reggaeton. Mm, yeah, I did know it. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's a metalized reggaeton, mm. um, and he got this. He he admits he he was seeing some some show. I think it was something Brazilian, and it came up, and he said, "Okay, why don't we do something like this?" And it has that beat that makes you. I'm sorry, this sounds funny. It makes you want to twerk or, or wiggle your ass. You know. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. And and I was thinking, okay, how is this going to fit in? into an album that already sounds a bit more 80s, a bit more Rush. I mean, and he does it specifically for the vinyl cut because this starts the second side. Um, it mm. starts with a very like trumpets and everything like almost like a Greek, the Odyssey tragedy or something like that. And then comes in a really hardcore guitar riff and he's almost rapping. Um, but it, it's a great starter to the second side of the album. So in the end, I forgive it because it fits. Yeah, Magically, exactly. It fits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to think about your collection again. Um, do you have a favorite item? Yeah. Ooh, that's <laughs> tough uh, to pick. It's like picking one of your children. Yeah, that's isn't it? A, that's, <laughs> it, it is. Um, I mean. <sighs> I don't have any of the um, of the vinyl um, like put up in 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 like framed or anything. Mm. Um, I've I, I've tried to organize them a bit like in a record store so I can just like mm. browse through them. Um, but I, I'd say maybe one of the things that I like the best visually is um, we've spoken about the album uh, prequel. There's a um, exalted version which is the same as a deluxe version mm. that comes in a red cardinal box and oh, that nice. comes uh, with um with the their logo which is it's called the crucifix that um is symbolized like an old church um like the architecture of a church um, yeah so it has that in the middle in gold and i just love looking at that box when i when i take it out uh so maybe that's one of my favorite i have an edition that was signed by Cardinal Copia, who, who was in between Papas, uh, mm. and, and there's a certificate of uh, authenticity uh, and signed by him. So maybe that's what I, I love the most. It's limited to that that signed copy is, I think, is only 50 of them were, were done by him. Yeah, of so course. That. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, I mean, anything like that is, is, is a special item. Um, like... You know, so I think my favorite item in my collection is um, it's well, one of my it's the only vinyl that I do have framed actually. So I'm okay. ashamed to say I do have no, one no, framed, no. but I do genuinely have one. But it's, it's a signed copy of I don't know if you know who Paul Young is, uh, 80s yeah. pop star. It's a signed copy of his his debut and most successful album, No Parlay. Uh, and I, I saw him actually. I saw him. He he does a Tex Mex band called Los Pacaminos. Uh, the joke okay. being, let's pack him in, kind of thing. Is the joke is sort of like that. Um, <laughs> 
And like, yeah, I, I met him. At, I've seen him a few times. Met him a couple of times at the gigs. Got a few photos, and yeah, got him to sign to sign that. And he also signed my uh, my Band Aid single as well. Which is pretty cool oh, wow. because he's the first singer on Band Aid. So yeah, no, that, yeah, signing out items and things like that are always really special items. Um, and that's one of my favorites in mine. That's uh, the a other nice one, yeah. I mean, the other favorite I've got is um, box set of All Things Must Pass because that was my holy grail record. And then my girlfriend bought it for me for my birthday. And I was like, oh, thank oh. you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, And it's only 75 quid. So compared to what you spent, 75 pound ain't much. But like for me, that's quite a lot because I've always tried to do things. I try to get the deals and things like that. I'm really sad. I go scouting for deals and stuff. So, but <laughs> No, but I, I think the, the price, and you mentioned it before, for Ghost is insane. Mm. Um, I, I don't know what, what the limit is, why is it so much you know mm. as there, there, as you mentioned there's other bands that have amazing records or, or rare pressings and not all of them get up to this you know i i, I collect a bit a bit from other bands as well i'm a, um for example van halen um, yeah and I, I think okay the most i spend on a van halen record has been 150. um mm. and it's only because it was a limited press um but all the rest of the, I, I don't collect all the, the pressings or variants from from Van Halen. Yeah. But what it, what I've been able to get, I've, I've paid normal prices, maybe twenty yeah. euros, uh, things like that. Um, so I'm I'm always in shock when when I find something very rare from Ghost, and it's like, okay, uh, it's gonna be just uh, bread and water for some time, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. There's some bands. I I I guess it's because obviously like it's the time period they're in you know they started off i I started collecting records in 2010 that's when i started i was 13 Mm -hmm. years old then so i started collecting records then Uh, i got given my uncle's record player that he had from 1987 i got given that and um started collecting them and obviously i've upgraded everything since but um but yeah no back then obviously you can get everything really cheap and i think ghost started during that period where records just weren't being produced so everything that was produced was in such limited numbers so to get an original copy must just be expensive as anything because you know the represses are represses but there must be such a limited number what well, do you know what the numbers are like for some of those original pressings like back then? yeah so when when you speak about the, the first album that you really like um the the lowest number of pressings were somewhere 300 copies yes yeah, um, and they would go yeah they would go between 300 400 500 and now second pressings, I mean, no, sorry, not second pressings, like the latest pressings have mm. been maybe limited to sometimes between 2,000, 1,000, things like that. So, of course, getting an re- original one from 2010 is, is quite pricey as well. And, and I mean, that, that says a lot as well, because obviously, um, I don't know if you know about Liam Gallagher, but he's released an album this year, which okay. had a limited picture disc, limited edition, 10,000 copies. And uh, yeah, someone's well, this thing, my friend, a friend of mine bought it and he goes, oh, it's really limited. And I said, for some bands, that's a normal run. For some bands, that's a large normal run. That wouldn't even be near limited. And that's the same with Ghost, isn't it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, 2000, they don't even write limited on it. (laughs) This is the, this is the pressing, you know, the limited one is this colored variant over here. That's, you know, limited to 500, say, you know, Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. You. Really... Yeah. Go on. Sorry. And there's and there's people who catch on with this because you get people in the end when they hear that it's going to be a limited release. Okay. Let's say a thousand people buy more than one copy and they know that yeah. they're going to get their money back in the second market uh, price. Um. 
my wife always says to me, do that. And I say, no, I mean, I'm yeah. happy with, with, with them copy. I'm a collector. I play them. I don't want to profit from this. Um, mm. And and I just go for, for one release. I've learned now that I've got a pre-order um, in, in January. I pre-ordered all the, the releases that I could of the album. I had people in the States helping me out as well for releases mm. that you could only buy in the U S um, so yeah, my intention has been never to, to buy and sell or some people call collectors who collect different uh, variants hoarders, but they don't realize that each press is actually different. Um, mm. So I think that's very important to clarify in the collecting uh, world. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, I, I, I like it when, um, you know, it annoys me when people buy more than one of the same, as in like, not in terms of the different variants, as in, in terms of they might buy, so say it's a limited copy of 300 on red vinyl, let's say, and somebody buys two exactly. of them. And you go, it, it's annoying because it, a, it's a bit dishonest because you're robbing someone of having the joy and making them have to pay over the odds to get that if they do. Exactly. But then like, you know, shops annoy me because they have the power to limit it to one per person. Now it's harder online, but in store, yeah. some some record stores don't do it. And I go, yeah. why? You have the, all the power to stop that. <laughs> You're the ones who do, and it, it kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Um, you alluded earlier. You said that you collect other artists. Um, what what yeah. other artists are you into as well? Because I know you do post some of it in your Instagram stories. Um, so. I'd say my my core band um, growing up has been Van Halen. Mm. Um, that's a band that I I collect. I have all the vinyl. I have their CDs. I I even bought most of their CD singles. Oh really? Uh, something I, I I still collect. Um, let's see. I really like um, Europe. Is a band that I collect mm. as well. Um, Finn Lizzy. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Sabbath. Um, there's a band, I don't know if you've heard, they come from the States, it's called Sabotage. Yeah, I know Sabotage. Uh, yeah, so I collect them as well. <clears throat> mm. um, and I'd say those are the ones I collect, but I listen to everything from ACDC, Deep Purple, um, what else you got in there? Uh, Motley Crue, Wasp, yeah. Queensryche. Um, yeah, I guess you can make yourself in a day that I, I love the 80s and yeah. the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, that. that's, yeah, that's just, um, that's an incredible um, set of artists that you've just already mentioned. And, you know, some of those, I mean, I can even imagine some of those, the prices just go shockingly, uh, shockingly high. Um, you know, incredibly, especially the ones that, that sort of had records coming out towards the, early to mid 90s where they were sort of fading out yes. of favor and yeah records are fading out of favor as well as the bands and i know like bands like mr big let's say they have a hugely yeah. pricey record collection because that stuff from the 90s just is hard to get post you know post 1991 basically so like have you, have you found any difficulties collecting those as well how, how how much are those going for do you know um well i've i've seen some go for like in the hundreds I mean, it, I mean, okay. it depends. I mean, 50 plus for sure. For sure. I have seen them go for, I don't know if hundreds is the average market price. I've seen it on Discogs, but I don't okay. know if that's the average. They may go into the fifties, which for me, you know, I know isn't as expensive as some of the things that you've collected, but like for that to be the band's discography, which is the majority of it. 
<laughs> that's really expensive if you're a fan of them. No, you, no? you're right. I mean, I, I don't have any of uh, Mr. Big on vinyl. I have it on, on, on CD. Mm. Um, but you, you say something that's very true, and I discussed it with, with, with other collector friends, that everything, as you say, towards the end of the 90s is really expensive. And um, I'm trying to get in also into the quality of these, of these uh, pressings. And they tell me that these were excellent quality uh, mm. pressings. Um, mm. I only own a couple. I mean, I bought one from Van Halen a couple of years ago. Uh, it was quite sought after. And yeah, I absolutely love it. And when I see the prices on it, I'm, I'm also in shock. But I can understand that was a very yeah. limited press uh, towards the end of the 90s. Um, which, which pressing was that? What, what, what was that of? Uh, that's Van Halen Balance. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So that came out in 95. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a I mean, it must have been cheap when it came out originally, mm. but now I've, I've seen it, and especially with the death of Eddie Van Halen, I, I actually looked at vinyl prices the same day Eddie died, mm. uh, because I, I was missing a couple. And as soon as the word got out, yeah, they skyrocketed. I mean, box sets that were 50 euros, they ended up going up to 350 the same night. Blimey, um, what? Yeah. Yeah, oh just because the great had passed away. I mean, that was yeah, that that hurt to see. It's amazing how the market gets affected because even like Kate Bush, um, Hounds of oh, Love, yeah. that's selling for fifty fifty pounds now. That was a that was an under ten pound record before Stranger <laughs> Things season four. I'm like, uh, what? You're right. I mean, I <laughs> I bought it probably two months before Stranger Things came out. Yeah. Um, and, and I bought it because I was actually watching another series that features um, the song Cloud Busting. Yeah, it was, it was on, beautiful uh, song. The, the Handmaid's Tale. Um, yeah. And, and I was hooked with the song. I'm like, oh, okay, I've heard the song. I, I must know who it is. And I said, okay, Bush, okay, I, I need this. Uh, and when I saw it was on Hounds of Love, I said, okay, I'm going to buy it. And I think I got it for seven euros on eBay. Um, yeah, exactly. And now I'm just, I don't even want to look. And now you've told me. How much it's going for. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just happy that, that I got it for that price. Yeah. Or else I wouldn't have paid it that for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm lucky. I got mine for a pound years ago. And then some <laughs> thing is with like pound records in the UK, often it's just the, the covers a little bit tatty sometimes. That's yeah. fine. Sometimes they go, Oh, the records it's it's not good. But then you realise no, they put it there because they've got too many of them out in the, already and they just want to get rid sure. of them and it's just not cleaned. So just clean it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So like that's a really like it's always worth checking pound like like well for you be euro bins. I'd, I'd 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 guess like euro bins. I'd imagine they'd have or five euro yeah, bins. We have good. five pound boxes and things over here. Yeah, quite a lot. Five euro boxes here as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we get that quite a lot. So it's always worth checking them. Um, so you do bootlegs as well, actually, don't you? I wanted to ask about that. Yes. Yes. Um, I define myself, uh, yeah, as a bootleg addict. Um, I actually started with Van Halen. Van Halen really? was the first band that I started uh, buying bootlegs, um, and and it's the reason behind it is is very easy. Um, I wasn't born when Van Halen released their their first albums, which I love. Mm. Um, I don't have a time machine to go back and look at those concerts. There is nothing official yeah. with the David Lee Roth era in the end of the seventies, eighties. Um, yeah. And I would find random shops that would have these recordings. I'm like, okay, I want to listen to this because mm -hmm. I want to try to go back in time and see how the band felt live. 
and it's been a great experience. And then I've picked up a couple from, I have a couple from Finlizzi as well, from uh, Sabotage. And then I saw that Ghost had this as well. And I said, wow, this is, is mm. interesting. Of course, it's a band that I can go see live. I've, I've seen them live. Mm. Um, but still, there's concerts or special gigs that I never saw. There are songs that I love, and I love having the different versions of them. Um, and I got into that world as well. I mean, I have mm. some bootlegs that sound horrible, horrible. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have paid. 40 euros for this, you know? Yeah. Um, but still, it has a bit of a, a feel. I mean, I, 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 I was able to see Ghost in 2018 at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, oh, wow. And a, and a bootleg came out, a seven inch of, of, that, of that night. And of mm. course, I bought it. I said, okay. Um, and the quality is just terrible. I think the guy who recorded <laughs> it must have had his, his, his cell phone in the pocket, in his pocket yeah. the whole time. Um, But there's a point in it, in a song that I, I swear I hear myself, you know, screaming. <laughs> and, and I say, okay, that's, that's worth it. That was worth the, uh, yeah. the, the, the money spent. But yeah, I, I, I love bootlegs. I think Ghost, the people behind them, most of them are putting out really good ones. The artwork is amazing. Mm, uh, yeah. Sometimes the pressing and, and everything or the, the extra details that they put into it is great. Um, a lot of people ask me on my account about bootlegs, um, and, and I'm going to say it right here if, if I have the permission to do so. I mean, the majority mm. I can find them on eBay. That's, yeah. that's easy. Um, and I used to have a contact um, in Russia, uh, so a Russian guy was was mm. making them, and I was able to get the last bootlegs. I think three days after the war started. Oh wow. Um, So I don't know how those got through uh, mm. because I know that the airspace had been closed and I, I got in touch with him again and he said, you know what, I'm, I'm selling everything internally. I mean, there's no way that I can sell anything more abroad. Yeah. It's not going to uh, get out, is it? No, it's not going to get out. So I, I lost a very good um, contact for, for ghost bootlegs. Um, yeah. But from, from time to time, there's, there's other guys who, who come out with, with really good stuff. So I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's funny because when you when you buy bootlegs, you're totally right. It is complete potluck, um, yeah. <laughs> like with what you're gonna get. Like, I mean, for me, like my, I think my best sounding. I've got two bootlegs that I'd say are the best sounding bootlegs, because most of my bootlegs come from radio shows. So when a right. band would play live on a radio show, for example, they might just be they might have just gone and recorded the show and played it on the radio or. And they can do it to really bad quality or they can do it to great one. I think the best one I've got is probably for sound wise, probably a Spencer Davis group. Okay. I've, got, I've got one of them playing live in Helsinki, I believe, but there's another oh. one. And this is, this is my favorite, I think for what it is. And they're all in colored, cool colored vinyl. You know, this one's on a blue vinyl. This one I'm, I'm about to say. Okay. It's, so it's, it's the Beatles live at essentially live on jukebox jury. Okay. Um, and jukebox jury was a, was a radio show in the UK where uh, one of the contemporary artists of the day, one of the top artists in the 60s, would go on to the BBC Radio One, I think it was, and they would um, rate the singles of that week. And they'd just say whether oh. they liked them or not. So it's either a hit or a miss, I think it was, or something like that. And, um, and yeah, so the Beatles went on. It was the only one recorded in front of a live audience, so there's girls screaming wow. whilst they're talking. But because it's for radio, obviously they'd mixed it correctly. So you can hear the Beatles above it. You hear them all rating it. And then the second half of the show 
was a live concert by them. And yeah. it's amazing. And the quality is amazing. It's by far, because of the Screaming Girls, even with the remastered um, Live at the Hollywood Bowl, I think this this is sound this sounds better. Um, somehow they just got it right for this live recording. It's amazing, like, and that's the beauty of bootlegs because sometimes it's way up here and sometimes it's way down there. Like you mentioned, the Van Halen yeah. bootlegs is an air concert. I, I don't know what it's. Oh, where was it? I can't remember. There, there's a really incredible Van Halen concert. I think from is it from 1979 when uh, or 78, 79 around then, and, and that apparently has got one of the best sounding bootlegs ever released. I believe. I don't know. Do you know? Do you know the one I'm on about? Uh, I think it came out on. One. I think it came out on Rocks Vox would have been the bootleg label. I think or something along those lines. Okay. No, I don't have that um, one, actually. Yeah, but apparently it's really good sounding. Um, I, I if I can if I can find the name, I'll I'll message it to you. Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. So obviously, like part of what we were saying there <laughs> with bootlegs, part of what we were saying there is is that obviously there are downfalls to them because you of know you, you can get. The poor quality ones about knowing um so what this would be a good question for both of us what do you think are the downfalls of collecting specifically ghosts but in general as well Ooh, um because i've never truly thought about it <laughs> so i quite interesting to have it's quite interesting for me to have this conversation as well what would be a downfall for collecting ghosts uh I actually never thought about it as well. I mean, <laughs> um, a part of spending uh, tons of money, mm. um, that's obviously <laughs> yeah the negative part. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd say how, how determined you are to mm. go with your collection. Um, mm. Because in the end, it does take determination. And, and someone hearing me right now might, might see what you need determination for collecting. I mean, mm. determination is to excel at a job or a sport or things like that. But no, I mean, you've got to be passionate and, and strict about your collecting as well. Um, and I think I decided when, when I said, okay, I'm going for all the different pressings, then I have to. The, the, mm. There is no way that I can stop because then I'll feel, okay, I missed out on this. And I already yeah. know the experience of not starting collecting the band from the beginning um mm. because i've obviously had to pay double triple quadruple the price even more yeah um so i i'd say if if you're not ready to unleash loads of amount of cash <laughs> on the pre-sale dates then it's mm. going to be hard to collect um, yeah and many of the collectors do that um and warn people about it i mean there's also Ghost is trying to cover as well in many of their releases different formats mm. of how to collect music. So you've got cassettes as well. Yeah. You've got eight tracks. Oh, that's CDs. Wow. And you've got uh, vinyl. Um, yeah. So in my fear of not reaching my goal of 365, I, I said something that I would never do and it was going to buy cassette. And I bought four mm. of the new cassettes because I said, okay, mm. if I'm missing four items to go to 365, then I have the yeah. cassettes to, to cover me. But what hurts is that I don't have a cassette player. Or I think I uh. do, and it's somewhere in there. I have no idea if it works. It was a present for my in-laws. Um, they got rid of their old stereo system. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to be true to my philosophy that everything I buy needs to be heard. Um, 
So I do need to check out that cassette player. <laughs> well, um, to be honest, you can get um, you can get Sony Walkmans on eBay for thirty pounds from the nineties, and they're like the best built ones were from the mid nineties. I find from what I've wow. that's where my ones from. So you can definitely get them. I've also got a cassette recorder as well for about the same price, Sony as well. Okay. So and you can plug them into amps through aux and everything. So like you can have it come out of your system, or you can um, or you can just put headphones on. So okay, yeah, no, it should be yeah, you should be able to get one of them easy. I mean. Okay, I bought mine just before the cassette revolution, so maybe price might have gone up now. <laughs> so I, I can't guarantee, but yeah, no, definitely one. I think I was <laughs> I was watching something. I, I'm I'm I don't collect action figures or anything like that. I mainly collect okay. music. Oh, obviously, well, tell a lie. I obviously have some figures and things, but they're more for decoration. I don't collect. Um, just like you, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like my uh, I I do watch this person on YouTube called the Padawan Collector who collects the original okay. Star Wars Kenner line of figures. Oh. And he he did an episode of not downfalls, but like issues with collecting kind of thing. And he said that he, he ran a poll from all his followers. And basically the top result was money. But the second result really interested me. And this led him to do the video. He wasn't planning on it, but he did a whole video and basically the mental health side of collecting um, in terms of the second biggest issue people had was my partner doesn't understand my collection. Oh. <laughs> which is which when you think about it, wow. like. My girlfriend doesn't understand why I collect vinyl. She likes yeah. the fact I do, but she doesn't understand it and she doesn't get it. And she kind of times wishes I didn't. <laughs> but at the same time, I can say the same back to things that she does. So it's, it's, it's here and there. But, you know, for some people, it must be a really big deal. Um, like, and yeah, it's, it's quite sad, really. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's what you love. And I think people can appreciate you do things because you love it, you know? I think we're we're not alone in that. Um, mm. I think it happens to to loads of collectors. Um, mm. My wife asks she asks me this question many times during the course of the year. Yeah. Uh, why? You know, mm. what, what, why all of them? You know. Um, but then she, she's not obviously the whole time in front of my collection. But when she actually walks into the room where I have my collection. And she looks at it. She says, "Yeah, wow, that that that's a lot, you know." <laughs> and sometimes th there is an interest. Okay, tell me about it, you know, um, mm. because I think she tries to understand. Because obviously, she yeah. knows there's a lot of money invested in there. But lately, she's also been able to ask. Okay, she comes up with questions like, "Okay, what is it that you like so much about this band? Why is it more Ghost than more Van Halen, for example?" Yeah. Um, or, or or when she's seen me at the concert, she she's been to me to to ghost concerts she says okay now i can really understand a bit more why you love this band so much you know yeah um, but also she she says to me okay and i think that is one of the downfalls um is that you can't have everything um and it's a reality that sometimes collectors have to have to accept um and i'll, and I'll give you a concrete mm -hmm. example um this past Saturday in, in the hometown of Ghost, um, a store that is specializes in selling Ghost stuff and limited things, had a yeah. sale of 50 albums signed by Papa Emeritus IV. Um, mm. And you could only go there and buy it. So this is what you were saying, that stores have the power of limiting some releases. Mm. You know? um, and I tried to contact eight people who I knew lived in the city. I even mm. contacted the store, you know, and it was impossible. I, I, I yeah. was not able to get this. And if there is one day a possibility to get this, I'm going to pay a lot, you know? 
Yeah. Um, and there's items that I'm missing in my collection. As I told you, these these Elizabeth that go between thousand and five thousand euros. I mean, they're still on my wish list, but being mm. completely down to earth, I I doubt that they'll ever be part of my collection. Yeah. Um, and 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 I've come to terms with that. There there, there are so many items or few items that they're not just going to be here. Even bootlegs that maybe aren't that price, but they're mm -hmm. so limited that people don't want to let go of them that I'm not going to have them. So I think if you come to terms with that, that you cannot have every single item, then I think your collection habit is a bit more sane. Yeah. It's about um, moderation and control, I guess, yeah. isn't it? I, mean, yeah. I think that's, that's what my partner appreciates the most is that she, she knows that I, I do control what I, I spend like, at times, yes, I might be out on a whim, but then I go, no, but look, I've just got four albums for £15. That's what you've got to remember. I'm not spending much on this. That's less than the item of clothing you might have bought the other day, for example, or yeah. this. So, so it's the same here. I just don't buy those things. I do I, I do it differently, you know. So it, it, it's, it's, it's just worth thinking that. And, and as, as long as it doesn't take over your life and stops you doing the social True. things and everything you do as well. Like that's important too. Um, so I, I think actually we're just we're speaking of downfalls. I think we should speak, you know, we, we should end this on, on uh, like a tip. Like, have you got mm -hmm. like a top tip for anyone who's looking to uh, firstly, actually let's go for two tips. So if, if you can, unless it's the same one, obviously Okay. Um, tip for collecting and tip for collecting one specific band, or it could be thing, but one specific band, let's say. I mean, um, I can give you a concrete example. If, if you discover a band that's new and you really like them um, mm. and you like to collect, I mean, you've got CDs or albums from, from other bands and everything, mm. but you, you obviously started late. If you find a band that you really like, go for it right away. Mm. Uh, and I, I can give you the example. There's, there's a UK-based band that I really like. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called Inglorious. I have, um, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. good. I got into them right away, um, even before they released their album, because their singer did some stuff that I really liked as well. Um, yeah. And I've been able to get their collection at the price, at the release price. You know, yeah. I've never paid more than 20 euros for, for vinyl and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that every time that they're releasing an album, I'm going to get it um, and I can buy the two, three bar, yeah, pressings that they're going to yeah. release. And it's, and it's easy to collect. Mm. Um, if you're going to go to a band that already has so many pressings or a long discography, then either you go all, all the way or you, you find a pressing that really appeals to you. Some people, I have friends mm. that they really love how the color of the vinyl combines with the cover. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm just like that. And I find that a really valid point to make a choice between i don't know let's say from 10 or 20 pressings at the band has of the album if there's mm. one that really matches and has that that shine to it um then go for that i mean mm. it's 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 a vicious cycle it's dangerous it's expensive of course it's fun it's great to meet fellow collectors it's great to be on a show like yours dan and discuss these things because yeah. people respect value collectors and things like that but also um you can't go insane about it as you said it, it can't 
block you from from other things you know uh but also choose it wisely i mean i love craft beer as well uh, same, it's, also, same. <laughs> it's, it's also a very expensive habit yeah so in the end i i prefer i love a nice beer it gives me that that pleasure of satisfaction but every time mm. i put in a record that i love i know that's going to be yeah in brackets eternal you know yeah. it's going to be more rewarding than that ice cold beer or that amazing bourbon barrel aged beer yeah um that's how i feel yeah. sometimes yeah yeah i look at things and i think i could buy this thing for 20 pounds and then i go but that's not going to last forever but i can exactly. buy this record for 20 pounds that will and i'll get continued enjoyment out of it no that's a brilliant tip you know and, and I, I think when you i think you really hit the nail on the head there because it is something i do as well and i didn't even know that it could be used as a, as a tip for collecting you know if you like variants that match the covers then mm. use that and use that to moderate your collection by that one variant and if you don't like the price of that one variant buy the black vinyl instead because exactly. that's completely fine as well because black vinyl will match any cover because that's traditional color exactly. of vinyl you know albeit it is technically colored vinyl because pvc is gray in color but um mm. but yeah they have to put color pigments in it and stuff but but yeah no it's it's it's, it's great um thank you so much um phil for coming oh, on the show you. um no seriously it's, it's amazing it's been great to chat with you um do you want to plug your social media then so so everyone knows and just tell them where to go yeah i mean if you want to follow if you want to uh, support my challenge of uh, one ghost item a day for a year uh, just follow me at, at uh, Ghost. Uh, oh my God, I forgot my account name. <laughs> at Ghost uh, Vinyl CD Collector. Um, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, uh, I did a giveaway uh, a week ago uh, for a thousand followers. It was really fun. Um, so probably I'll do one later on again. I just put put on some random questions and have a bit of fun. So it's great seeing the support, people liking sharing mm. um and seeing the love for for a band that i love so much so everyone's welcome to follow as well yeah exactly and have you got plans for your your account post the 365 days i was thinking about that the other day i said uh <laughs> well I, I i think um going for two years is quite ambitious and mm. expensive but i think in the end there is still some items that i mentioned i mean there's t-shirts there's posters there's figures um Probably some some other releases or uh, new pressings will will come out, uh, repressings mm. from old albums. So I'll keep on doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't. I, the idea is to get to three sixty five first. Um, yeah, and and then we'll see what happens. One step at a time. Exactly. <laughs> three hundred sixty five steps at a time. Should I say? Yeah. <laughs> <True>. um, <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, as I say, thank you for coming on. Uh, just a few things from me to to the listeners. Uh, as always, thank you so much. I know I would have said it at the start of the show, but thank you so much for the continued support. Um, again, George from last episode really appreciates it as well. He he loves the fact that you guys always give him so much love. So thank you for that. Um, yeah in terms of the if you don't actually follow me on social media and you found me from my podcast um at this is vinyl dot tap on instagram and um, the twitter which is a growing uh slowly growing but is a, is, a, is a growing place is uh at this is vinyl underscore tap because uh Elon Musk famously does not like the dot um as we said in last episode so he, yeah that, that's just the way it's going to have to be. The website's still there, as you know. Uh, the uh, the podcast playlist is still there for the song recommendations. Um, next week is going to be a, something a bit different with song recommendations, so look forward to that. Um, but, yeah, no, 
thank you, uh, Phil, for coming on. I've really appreciated it. I'm sure we'll wrap up afterwards anyway, uh, after we say goodbye. But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a nice evening, mate. Cheers. You too, mate.